Totally Casual Motherhood, the podcast. Because motherhood is hard. So let's do it together. Hey, hey, all you Totally Casual Mamas. You are listening to part two of the episode where my friend Kayla and I talk about our early motherhood experiences and then friendship, which is what this is. So keep listening because we are going to delve into friendship, why it is so important for women and mothers to find good friendships, especially in this season of life. And then we also talk kind of about our own experiences and try to pass on a few tips to all of you. Now in part one, you may have heard that we got to be together and actually hang out in the minivan to record it. But this time around, we had to record it in our respective homes. So if you hear some kid noise, well, it's because we have kids. (laughs) So I hope you enjoy and just thanks for being here. Really appreciate it. Last time we talked a lot about early motherhood and our own personal experiences through that. But I think a message that I think a lot of you out there may want to hear, and that would be more so on friendship during this time in our lives, which can be so complicated Mm. um, and feel a little bit too scary even because of the time commitment or just what the, the thought that we have of what friendship is. It can just be, can yeah. be daunting at this time in our yeah. lives. Um, but so Kayla and I, and Kayla remembers this, when we first started becoming, you know, friends again, <laughs> if you listen to part one, you'll hear our story. Yeah. When we first started becoming friends again, I think both of us, um, we're in the same place where we kind of felt like we wanted to be part of a mom's group because we wanted to be around other moms and, you know, make some friends that understood where we were coming from, et cetera, et cetera. But then yeah. when we kind of tried to dip our toes into that pool, so to speak. We both kind of felt out of place. Yeah. And I think it's because of where we personally were. And maybe like you can share mm-hmm. a bit of where you were at that time and why you felt a little bit out of place, same as me. Yeah. Um, okay. So what was kind of unique about our situation at the time, and I'm sure there are girls listening who are in the exact same boat that we were. I'm sure there are girls who were not, but understand us feeling like we didn't quite fit the mold of what a mom was around us. But I feel like we both um, pretty early on, like kind of admitted to each other, feeling a lot of intimidation in mom's groups because we both got married relatively young, very fresh out of college. And then we both kind of had, um, I would say surprise pregnancies very, very early in in the marriage. I mean, for you, it was a little bit later than for me, but I, I was, I got pregnant two weeks after I got married. <laughs> yes. I would say that's a surprise. <laughs> yes. It was quite a shock. And the economy was super bad. So we, you know, here we were pregnant without jobs out of, out of our liberal arts colleges. We were sharing crappy car, sedan cars with our husbands <laughs> and we were slumming and in tiny apartments and all of these moms we'd meet at mom's groups w- were lovely. Like I wouldn't call them snobby or anything, but most oh, of God, them no. uh, were more closer to 30 and they had, you know, had 
had a career or jobs for several years. They had been married for five years before they even considered trying for a baby. Mm -hmm. And so they had all the gear and the minivan and the house. And (laughs) and it was like, not that I, I would hope that I wasn't fixated on those things. I don't remember being, I just didn't relate to the way that they approached parenting. And I didn't relate. It it just stressed me out. Yes. Like that's, not me <laughs> yeah and th- like you said there's nothing wrong with those women no. they were perfectly fine and perfectly friendly but a lot of times I would kind of leave almost feeling a little bit insecure too yeah like I hadn't quite found my place even if there mm-hmm. was one mom there that I felt like I could really get along with just as a sure. whole it just wasn't the right space for me at the time because mm-hmm. of what you said like Matt and I had moved down here from Maryland when like he lost his job and yeah. he had no money. Like he was working at a gas station to make ends meet. Yeah. Like, I remember that. And like I was working full time. And so then we moved yeah. down here, just no money, teeny, teeny, teeny apartment, um, whatever we could afford. Yeah. And like a treat was like taking a walk on the greenway and then maybe having ice cream. Like, yep. Like that <laughs> Euphoria, was... frozen yogurt. Yes. That was our, <laughs> date night that was our every time we wanted to do something that's what we did yeah yeah so it's a little intimidating to then find yourself in a group where they're kind of already established so yeah and they're like I feel like generally the moms I would meet I I just it was fine years later when I had kind of established for myself my style of motherhood and, and kind of my identity. But in those early years, it was like, I, I'm not a high achiever like these women are right. about motherhood. Like, I feel like they, they had all these boxes that they checked off and then they got to motherhood and then they were doing it way better than mm. me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, yeah. It was just kind of like, I just sort of, um, yeah, we, I we're, we're like, we like grow up in the dark. That's, <laughs> that's our parenting style. I think. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah um <laughs> yeah so that's kind of what brought us I think closer together um from yeah. the get-go almost is we kind of came from this very similar place and we yeah really understood each other that way which was such a comfort um oh my gosh yeah. so I think we were just naturally drawn to each other and naturally drawn into conversation with each other um I mean that said though we still like we still had I think our challenges because it it can still be hard to develop a friendship, you know, as well as be a mother and a wife. Um, Cause it's just, it can be demanding at times. Um, Yeah. I think, I think like one of the things that we early on that I I would say, looking back that we did right without realizing it. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) like you said, groping in the dark um, (laughs) is we just, Oh, sorry. I've got a three-year-old who's kind of cranky today. Um, Real life girl. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you can go inside and watch your show. <laughs> Let the TV entertain you, please. You know what, Connor? Um, you know what, Connor is literally leached to my side, like okay. holding on to me right now. Oh my god! <laughs> I get it. So cute. Um, but yeah, it's like I think, I think that we we did a good job, like noticing each other, and I think that's. Like when you're, when you're overwhelmed by motherhood and you're, you're just in the trenches there, it can be hard to, to recognize women around you who are in the same boat. And like, we, yes, like, yeah, thank goodness we were able to look at each other and be like, oh my gosh, like, wow, like we're in the, we're really in this together. We're, we're doing this the same way. Like, um, our situations are so similar instead of always, you know, being like, oh, nobody understands or 
Yeah. I'm so different from everyone. It was good to just kind of like, oh gosh, sorry. He's throwing toys now. I'll be right back, Becca. Do not say sorry. (laughs) Everyone listening understands. Well, um, (laughs) like, please don't throw your Legos while I'm talking. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I feel like you have to, like, even, okay, you can play the Legos. Um, We had to be open to, like, seeing each other, recognizing where we were at. And then we also had to, like, um, make time for each other. And I think that um, you were so much better at that than I was, but you taught me how to do it, where you would, like, Oh. You know, like invite me over for a girls' night in, and we made margaritas yeah, from Becky right. Frankel's book, and then, <laughs> and then um, we would do like, you know, it, we just found ways to kind of accompany each other in little, little things that we were interested in outside of motherhood. Yes, um, yeah, I agree. You know, and just kind of making little memories together, and and yes, like motherhood was a big part of that, and we shared that with each other. But we were also able to um, break apart kind of, from that a little bit. Yes. Yeah. It, so it became yeah. such a release. Yeah. And um, yeah, I feel like we we did kind of yeah, stumble into figuring that out. Thank goodness um, through our friendship. Yeah. Yeah. I think we did. We um, we also were able to like share certain things about ourselves with the other yeah like invite each other in to do things that maybe they wouldn't have done if we were not friends does that make sense like yes yeah so it was just fun to kind of share the different things that we liked and take the other person along for these things and yeah yeah it gave us more maybe more depth but um it's just you know being yourself and sharing that with the other person yeah and like along that I know that this was something that not really struggled with. I wouldn't say like actively struggled with and, you know, mm-hmm. when we, I was first married and was first developing friendships, et cetera, with that. But yeah. there were times when like I had to realize that, you know, Matt, my husband could not also always be the person that I went to with everything. Yes. Like, does that make sense? And I, I had a tendency to kind of try to do that and then kind of get annoyed or frustrated when he didn't give me the quote unquote proper response <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to my frustration. And it's like, well, hello. He doesn't exactly always think like you, Cam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it was so refreshing to then realize, oh, wait, hold on a second. I don't have to put everything on like Matt, although he welcomed mo- much of it. Like, I don't have to, like, depend on him for all of my support and, like, you know, emotionally or, like, you know, just anything across the board. But, like, yeah. But so it was refreshing to then realize that in developing a friendship with you to realize, yes. oh, there's somewhere else I can take this compartment of blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, have somebody else give me a different perspective yeah. or or just agreement or just, like, oh, yeah. girlfriend, I hear you. I totally get that because it's so satisfying to have someone, under like, say that they understand. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh, I yeah. Just... Yeah, and to know that they'll actually hold you accountable in a way that, your husband may promise to, but like, yeah, yeah. He's also yeah. just, he's going to be distracted over the years. He also might understandably be like afraid of conflict by yes. calling you out on things. So it's like, yes. if you want to know that you can enjoy motherhood, enjoy your kids as they get older, enjoy your spouse and not, um, 
be like, well, like for postpartum depression, for instance, like a lot of women's husbands are not, they just don't get it. Like they don't understand what's happening. Yeah. I mean, some of them are, and that's amazing, but a lot of them are kind of like, I don't know. She's just kind of in a bad mood all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, there's no way for them to fully a hundred percent understand the depth of the feeling and the physical toll that it takes it's just just not possible as much as they may try to be there it's so I think it's just different to have a female perspective and all of that yes and have a friend to be like you're not crazy and this and and also to be like this is not you you know Mm -hmm. and like to have a friend be like hey I recognize this and this is not you and I don't know I feel like very early on in our friendship, I learned the value of that, like from a female friend who is not my family member mm. and was not my husband. Cause oftentimes your family members are too close to see things. Yes. You know? No, it's true. Um, they, they just, I don't know. Um, they, well, I think family has a way of maybe either, I mean, two extremes, maybe either seeing yeah. everything through kind of rose colored glasses, like, mm-hmm. Oh, but I like really know you and you're going to be fine. So like, you know, yeah, good you know or yeah. being totally withdrawn that they don't ever see it like because yeah. you know they're just not <laughs> they're in, they're in, they're busy with their own things yes. and you're just not something that they think about exactly in that way. right so yeah the friendship in that situation is so important um yeah having that friend that you're in the trenches with that yeah. has seen you that you let see at your lows like yeah. you let them see you at yes. your lows so that they understand like where you're coming uh, from and then and then but you also like share light-hearted things that have nothing to do with parenting with like yeah I mean yeah like one of my favorite things that we ever did was go to a fashion show in Charlotte together yes. and like we like dressed up way more than we ever would have for our husband. man that's what we need to do something like that again oh Kayla my gosh, totally. gosh, I remember. such a good memory but on I was actually when you were talking about how like just sharing all the like the deeper parts of you I can vividly remember uh like breaking down in tears at least four to five times to you like in your kitchen in your car (laughs) (laughs) yeah because it's like it's like before like meeting up with you every time I'd be like I'm not gonna cry I'm gonna be totally fine I'm just gonna like share how things have been and then I'll be like yeah and then Kayla would totally lighthearted and I'm like well the, the, <laughs> the, and it's where I'd always feel like I wanted so bad to cry with you but I'm like emotionally constipated when it comes to crying so like I'll feel it but I just can't crack a tear <laughs> no but, yeah it's probably better that you were more like nope nope not gonna cry because that would be literally no no I'd be like, like mess. let me cry I need to cry I can't cry <laughs> That's that but, like yes. on that point like I bring yeah. up that story because that was such a good thing for me you know what I mean and I think yeah. also maybe in turn for you even though you weren't the one sobbing in the kitchen no but, no like, it was so good for me yeah just so like for both of us to just sit in that moment and be like whoa like she's a real person she's going through she's going through stuff yeah. um and she's willing to like be humble and not, well I'm maybe just not humble but like but she's willing to be vulnerable enough to yeah. both of us to like talk through this type of stuff that we were going through on a daily basis or oh, a I feel like basis. It's, it's totally being humble because you, you're like admitting, you're like admitting that you don't have it all together and you're yeah. admitting that you're like you're broken yeah. or 
you're yeah, yeah like I think it's completely humble <laughs> to like yeah I guess so <laughs> yeah no but, well yeah. but but on that note too like moving mm-hmm. into a different thing I, as time has gone on and again I'm not an expert here I'm not going to claim to be same <laughs> that like the friendship expert yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pay, pay me a hundred dollars and I will teach you how to be the best friend ever I'm not claiming that but I will say that over like the past 10 years or so, or no, maybe like eight years, I have noticed more and more like the value of being humble in a friendship, mm-hmm. being vulnerable, which is also linked with, you know, being honest. Yeah. Um, and like, again, you, you can't like be spilling everything on your friend all of the time. But yeah. I will say that at times it has really been something that I've started to really value like I used to mm-hmm. I used to be a lot more quiet about how I felt and I would kind of just let people say whatever do whatever and then just kind of feel kind of walked over you know yeah. after a while yeah. but I think and I'm kind of proud of myself <laughs> for this that I am learning more and more day to day year to year that the true power and and a good like the true power behind a good friendship is yeah. one where you feel like that person will allow you to be honest with them yeah yeah and not become immediately defensive or throw mm. up their hands or hang up the phone on you or unfriend yeah. you on Facebook you know what I'm saying right like, right or tell you you don't know me like you don't even yes. know my life like I've been yes. going through way worse than you have and- right <laughs> yeah right like almost like a judgment call right back at you yes um yeah. which which happens and, and it easily sure. can happen like especially if you also are not being a great friend either you know what I mean so right it could easily happen like you know but I like as time has gone on like we said it's I just have become so aware of the value of that like why not be honest with one of your closest friends not in a mean way not like throwing stuff in their face but but like and I don't know if I've ever done that (laughs) sorry if I have no (laughs) no you've never but everyone what she's saying very (laughs) kindly and like charitably and trying to skirt around is that I have been a crappy friend more than once and she's had to be like Kayla you really hurt my feelings stop (laughs) (laughs) no no but no but for real very speaking more specific terms not as general as you were kind enough to be which (laughs) but like I feel like yes you have um you have really been so brave in our friendship to like tell me listen I know and you and you were so great at communicating it too where you're like I know part of this is me and my insecurity but like I've been really hurt by like xyz you know like just that I feel like you're not you're just not like there for me. Like you're not really paying attention or, or you didn't even use those words, but it was, it was kind of, yeah. Like but along those lines, I think, yeah, definitely yeah did which say that. we're all going to do to our friends. Like yes. we all are, go- I have felt that from other friends. Um, and I know I've done that to other friends as well. And like often, like you said, yeah. often it's both people at the same time in different ways. And no, you're right. You're right. But I, I don't think it, my reaction came from like, oh, I'm such a evolved person. <laughs> I think it was more just like I have been in those shoes that you were in where I realized it about my whatever friendship I was, you know, focusing on. And I tried to say something probably really terribly, you know, like probably way badly, like le- way less communicative than you were. You you did a really great job. And I feel like... um 
the response that I got was anger and defensiveness. And, and I actually, in the past, in, in a couple different friendships, when I, you know, came to them and I was like, Hey, like, I've kind of felt sort of like pushed aside in our friendship lately. The response I would get was something that was really hurtful, you know, and kind of like emphasizing to me that they didn't care. And, And yes, like I, I think that what I, what I heard when you talked to me about it is I was like so grateful for that for once I wasn't the only one doing that in a relationship, yes. but yes. I also felt like it, it can be when, when a friend comes to you with that, yes, sometimes it can be a friend being really self-centered and you're like, listen, you have no clue like what's going on. Like I'm really hurt. I'm hurting in other areas that I haven't told you about. However, even saying that is admitting that you're not sharing with that friend, you know, like yeah. that there have been parts of you that you have not been sharing. And unless yes. you don't want to anymore, like that's a different conversation. If you're just like, look, like I don't really want to share this stuff with you no, right now for right. whatever reason. But if you still value that friendship and cherish that, that, that person, I think that it's an awesome opportunity when someone comes to you and says, you've hurt my feelings to be like, Oh my gosh, yes, I'm so sorry. And I think that we're both doing some things wrong in our friendship. Like, I think we both need to rewind, you know? Yes, um, that's such, I love that point that you brought up that it doesn't necessarily mean that, well, like essentially they're like, the friendship is a bad friendship, but sometimes right. you are not willing or not don't, or don't have, you know, you're not willing to then take it to the next, well, take it to the next level. I don't know if that's Help the right it way make to say you it. stronger. But like, you, you, it's, you're just not in it there anymore. In it to win yeah. it. <laughs> Like, like, how many but, cliches can we come up with to describe our friendship? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, if you're, if you want, you know, if you have to be, if you really want the friendship to stick, to stay, yeah. like, through up and downs, which is what yeah. I've learned over time through marriage, through having children, like, it's yeah. very hard to control. In fact, you can't control, you know, what happens right. in life. Yeah. And so it's, I think it's so important. And this is a big takeaway for me through our relationship that. There is no control. You're not going to yeah. control the way the other person acts, the way the or other person receives you. your <laughs> yeah. like friendship or your love yeah. or whatever. Like, but like the question is, are you willing to keep giving to that friendship? And if you are, yeah. if w- they're going to inevitably come to you at some point and be like, hey, like what's going on? Or like, have I done something wrong? Or you know what? You kind of offended me with that. Like, yeah. And like, so really that's like a decisive moment I think in a friendship and Mm -hmm. that's happened a a few times with us and we have been able to kind of make it through that and move forward and I think it's because we really in our deep parts like really value what we one are able to give to the other person but then also like what we receive as well yeah Um, and and I feel like it goes back to also the foundation of our friendship which was it wasn't just a friendship for a friendship's sake, it was for each other. Like, like the personhood of each yes. other has not been lost in our friendship. Like, we're not like, oh my gosh, we're just like BFFs. <laughs> right, and, right. And then, and then like- Just you're sticking a longer... label on it to have that label and be, yes, and so be friends. Yes, so it kind of objectifies each other where instead of being yeah. Camille and Kayla, we're just, oh, yeah. Camille and her best friend or Kayla and her yeah. best friend. And yeah, and I you know what? Like, a side what? note, but it's kind of funny and- I, I've always felt like weird being like, Kayla's my BFF. And it has nothing to do with not feeling like we're really close. Yeah. But I just felt like that wasn't like the right like label. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like I've, I've 
always considered you one of my best friends in it. And we've talked about that, but it's like, I think as we've gotten older, it's less of this exclusive relationship that we want. It's more of just like, I want to make sure that you know how important you are to me and like honor your friendship. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Actions over labels or words. Yeah. Yeah. And and just personhood. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the real personhood of like, who this person is, what they're going through, how much they mean to you, even if they're in a stage that makes them distant or depressed or difficult or annoying. (laughs) Which happens. Like, yes, that happens. I mean, you and I both have been through tough times when like, literally, I think maybe we texted maybe once within this. There have been periods in our friendship where there have been times when we've only texted like once a month or like something like that. And we've known each other for eight years. But like, and there were times when I was like when that would really bother me or vice versa, yeah. probably on your side, but I kind of just had to let it go because, you know, I knew there was a lot going on. And then there were other times yeah. when I was super dramatic and would text you, I don't even know what I mean to you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I no. think that was one of our latest, but anyways, moving on. But like, um, cause that stuff, it just comes up. And I think it's, yeah. that's also like for any of you that maybe be in are like blossoming in new friendships in your early yeah. motherhood right now. Like, I just want to encourage you um, to remember that it's not always going to be perfect. It's not oh going to look yeah. like besties on Instagram, like, right. you know, peace sign and like hugging each other. Like yeah. that's not really what we have found to be true. And like, honestly, right. I think that you will find so much joy so much more joy in a friendship just going into it knowing that it's not going to be perfect and you have to give that other person space sometimes mm-hmm. and grace yeah patience and then just if you're willing to work at that friendship and continue to work at it because it means something to you yeah. then when you guys finally come back together to like have a girls night or like whatever or catch up you have to like be willing to start off again at that point you know what I mean yes. like it never yes. like there never was a space of time yeah you know well, yeah and don't like our expectation of what female friendship looks like when you are a mom where you are just like we talked about in our last episode like you are pouring yourself out for these little people in your life and mm. you do kind of feel lost sometimes and, you and emptied yes. where you don't have any more ability <laughs> to pour yourself out on other people so like if my vision of what a amazing bff as an adult woman and mother would be is someone who's constantly supporting me and just like lifting me up like that's just not realistic because you yeah. have your own kids you have a husband like you go through hard times just like I do. Yeah. And um, I feel like it's, it doesn't always look like that. Like it, someone being supportive and being encouraging and being loving is not always just cheerleading you from your corner, from the corner. Exactly. Or texting you every day or, which right. is all great. I, I think every friendship looks different. So I don't want to say yes. if you text your friends every day, that's bad. But, right. but, but always if you find yourself in that situation. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, it's not always yeah. going to look like the little cheerleader in the corner every day or like gr- right. grabbing drinks, like, you know, <laughs> on Sex in the City every night. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, yeah. it doesn't look like that. Because, like, right. you know, we're moms, like you said. And Our life is not all about us anymore. <laughs> right. No, it's true. Yeah. It's true. It's a, such a shame. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, well, this has been so much fun to talk to you about this, Kayla. Um, I mean, I always enjoy talking to you. And talking about this specific topic is just awesome. Um, yeah. I just feel 
so thankful for having you as a friend. And I really wanted to get this message out here because I know this is something that a lot of people struggle with. A lot of moms, a lot of women struggle with as they get older. It's just finding that friend. Um, And really, I think both of us agree that it's really quality over quantity. Yes. Oh my gosh. I knew there was one thing I was forgetting that I I wanted to talk about with you because I feel like it, it goes along with that whole, like friendship is not all about you. Um, and so your, your friends and, and your friendship is not all about, you know, there, it's not all about just each other being awesome all the time. Yes. Um, yes. Right. But I feel like, yeah, it's part of, um, investing in a quality friendship. Like if you do want a friendship where you are seen for who you are as a person, not just an accessory to yeah. someone else, like, uh-huh. or vice versa, if you're just someone's supportive accessory, you know, mm-hmm. um, which there are stages where, and there are levels of friendship where that can be totally fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Of um, course. Yeah. But as yes, like I have found personally, and I'm an extrovert, I think. Yes, you are absolutely <laughs> um, <laughs> 100%. And I'm an introvert. <laughs> yeah. But even, even for an extrovert, I, I think that as you, yeah, like when you're married and you have kids and life is, is getting more and more complicated and hectic, I do feel like you start to, um, you can't have it all. And I like one of that. Yeah. Like kind of going back to one of the pivotal moments in our friendship where you had the, um, honesty and humility to kind of tell me like, Hey, uh, you're kind of hurting my feelings because I feel like you're really distracted in our friendship. And it was, did I say that? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. I feel like you did. It was really eloquent or whatever. Wow. Um, but it was just like, at the time I was, I I stepped back and realized I was trading off quantity over quality friendships. Like Mm -hmm. I, I did not, um, I was not valuing enough what I had and and just nurturing that and cultivating that because I didn't have time because I was focusing on wanting a lot of friends. And, um, I do think you have to, if you want the real friendships that, really the friends that really see you for who you are and value that and are there for that. Like no matter what you go through and no matter what stages, you know, if you, if you're depressed for a while or or go through a lot of anxiety or Mm -hmm. are stressing everyone else out around you, if you, if you want the friendships, like, like you are like that I have with you, Camille, it's yeah. I I have to be willing to be okay with not having time for as many friendships as maybe I thought I did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it meant that I was not emotionally available in the level that I needed to be to have a deeper friendship. So yeah, yeah definitely quality yeah. over quantity pays off Yeah, every time. Yeah. I think we, yeah, we both agree with that. And I mean, same page yeah. for me, even though I'm an introvert, really, I yeah. also went through kind of the same process, like in the earlier days of motherhood where you know, I was reaching out to try to make, and, and there's no problem with that. And, oh, but yeah. Like, but like reaching out to, and then I would kind of feel it just overrun and it didn't feed me the way that I was hoping that it would be. Yeah. So now I naturally just have those couple few friendships that I mm-hmm. am willing to like pour into more frequently, if that yes. makes sense. Oh um, my gosh. Yes. And it just makes me feel a lot more sane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which uh, we should do a part three eventually and talk about the effect of social media on all of this. Yeah. <laughs> but I know we don't have time for that today, but okay, it's that's also happening. connected. That is happening. Yes. All you out there, look for it because it will be coming in the future. I'm like itching to talk about this topic. <laughs> I know, I know. All of you out there, 
if you're in a tough time with your friend, your close friend, just mm-hmm. keep going. If it means something, yes. you keep going. And if you don't, have, oh, yeah. if you don't have that person yet, step away from social media. Don't compare yourself to yeah. other people and be willing yeah. to be vulnerable and there for another person. And I think that's yes. really just what we wanted to put out into the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be just, willing, yeah. Be willing to be vulnerable and to like, observe other people like to notice yes. people notice them for who they are and be present um, be present yeah. there in the moment uh with yeah. them because it, it can go a long way for that other person and for you as well and give yes. it to them but anyways all right love you girl yes thanks um, for putting up with me yeah of always. course our, our kids are probably gonna be banging in the door so yep i think my kids probably got a whole box of legos while we were chatting oh, so awesome. <laughs> they go deal with that <laughs> Ah, recording podcast is so much fun. And this episode just got me even more excited for having more awesome mom and women guests on Totally Casual Motherhood, the podcast. So thank you for listening to this episode. I can't wait to share my next guest with you. She's another good one. Trust me. But in the meantime, if you wouldn't mind liking my podcast on any app that you happen to be listening to it on finding me on social facebook totally casual motherhood instagram at totally casual motherhood and then also i really want to promote this and i hope that some of you bite on this so that i can get to know some of you and maybe have some of you on the podcast if you know of any mamas or yourself who would be awesome on this podcast, please message me on any of the social media platforms. Or if you happen to have downloaded the Anchor app, you can direct message me with a voicemail, which, get this, I could add to a future episode of Totally Casual Motherhood, the podcast. Would that not be so cool? So please utilize that because I'm really excited about that. And again, Thank you for being a fan of Totally Casual Motherhood, the podcast. Cheers.